From the apocalypse peep show of pain comes the end of day's striptease that is 2022's Revealer. Will a stripper and a Bible thumper be able to make amends and break down the walls of judgment long enough to save their souls? What happens when an unlikely duo have to combine forces in a literal apocalypse to escape and expel the gatekeepers of hell? How thick is peep show plexiglass? What do hellworms taste like? And how many prohibition tunnels does it take to escape a lord of hell? Make sure you've got your doors unstuck and your change for the peep show ready, because we're about to step into the revealer. Not the chuddle. Chuddle. Surprise. Whoa. Oh, that's fantastic. So good. If what the actual fuck was a movie, out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, the horror movie club that takes a ridiculous look at the serious and schlocky world of horror films. My name's Brian. I'm joined by my co-occupants of the pod, Ross and Sam. Today, we will see you on the other side as we discuss 2022's Revealer. Uh, just before we get into all that, a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget to jump into our Discord, which is the best place to continue this conversation, as well as many other very random conversations with us, as well as other fans, past guests of the show. And you can find that link down in the show notes below, as well as following Sam on Letterboxd for all his movie thoughts and feelings that pertain to You're horror and not horror. You're going to love mm-hmm. it, he says. And Ross Purvis <laughs> on Instagram for a peek at what he does with that sweet tattoo machine. And oh. at last, ah. <laughs> but certainly not it's least. not a gun. <laughs> It's implied. It's we have a Sorry. Patreon. <laughs> we got a shout out. Our coven of witches. Travis Maxel Boom, the witch doctor of doom. Doom. Paul Litch, the ditch a witch. Witch. The horror bandwagon, the witchy wish a dragon. Dragon. Trevor, the witch master of pleasure. Pleasure. Ricky Prejean, the witchy Cajon. Cajon. And Alex, the Ruby Royale Witch. Witch. Your sacrifice gives us life, and we thank your beautiful souls. And before we do one more little thing, I want to throw this in here. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, because at the end of the episode, we have a a special announcement in pertaining of upcoming stuff mm. with us as well so mm. so so don't just like switch us off right when you get that fucking goro meter rating i know that's what a lot of you do you just come here for the goro meter and you're like i'm out mm-hmm. stick around i want to know how many goros there are exactly we got a lot of mortal Kombat fans all right revealer directed by luke boyce and screenplay by michael mori morisai morici I don't, I'm not sure myself. Yep. And Tim Seeley with uh, Luke helping mm-hmm. with the story. So they those two did the screenplay. And See. Key players in the film. Kato Ace. Sure. <laughs> two A's. Two A's S-E. Yeah. As Angie Pitarelli. Uh, Shayna Shruton as Sally Mewborn. Bishop Stevens as Ray. Buzz Lear as Wallace. I don't know who Wallace is. <laughs> the preacher in the beginning. Or the, oh, that's it. That's it. Uh, duh. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Del Purgatorio as David and Phil Bogdan as Asmodeus. 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 And all right, now we got that. Let's jump over to our Goro meter. 
Real quick, uh, Shana Shruton. Uh, Shana Shruton, Sally, is in uh, Scare Package 2. She is Nancy in the uh, the final, the new Final mm. Girls or oh, whatever. Yes. When they have yes, all yes, the yes, 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 Final yes. Girls. Oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. that's... Uh, b- yes, because this movie is part of... It's a Paper Street picture. Yes, so Paper Street it, picture. We got people on there. I mean, Aaron B. Coons, uh, which we've had on the podcast before. Go listen to that episode with him. I don't even know if we mentioned Revealer in that episode. We were talking about so much fun we had with Scare Package and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. we're in that... that It's not necessarily a shared universe, but we like those. Could be. Those, could this be, is, right? This is, how, this is how all the... Every movie in the Paper Street world ends this way like <laughs> if, 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 if they film long enough yes. exactly it if all they get gets to, to this yes that's the thing you don't know that all of their films take place pre-87 you just don't know <laughs> yeah and sometimes you might be like this really feels modern no it's not pre-87 <laughs> pre-87 man <laughs> all right go over to the gore o meter fatality Basically, on a scale of 1 to 10, Psycho to the Sadness, how gory is the film? Break it down to intensity and consistency. So realistically, I put this one overall around a 5. I think the intensity was probably around a 3 with its consistency being a 2. There wasn't like, there was was, gore, but it wasn't like a lot. Yeah, no, I was going to give this like a 6. I mean, like this is not, I mean, like when you see some of the gory stuff, it's good. Mm-hmm. But it's very few and far between. It's more like cat and mouse than like abrupt blood and guts. Or during some of it, it's a lot more of just like blood splashing. Yes. As opposed to yes. a lot of blood splatter bits. than. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You do get some like quick like boop of some really yeah. tense gore. A couple is, times. Yeah. Yeah, which is, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. yeah I was going to go higher initially, but now after discussion, I think I'm going to drop down to a six. I was, you know, only a little above that. Sure. But six feels right because we do get a lot of blood spattery stuff, but then we also get, I think, as Ross put it, gugux. So, (laughs) right. um, That also. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Six, five, and Ross? Six. I would say six. Okay. Perfect. So that puts it around, you know, 5.5 to six. Perfect score for it, I think. Who is this horror? forward this question is pretty much going to break it down to subgenres, how to watch it and is it for beginners so subgenre. um i say kind of like a body movie it's a, yeah it's a, it's like a buddy survival <laughs> movie uh-huh. uh it's an apocalypse movie yes mm-hmm. um, if you like a movie with 80s vibes yes yeah does a fantastic job of giving you getting you right in the 80s nostalgia feel like it, it feels like, like a that... contemporary movie but it mm-hmm. has such good uh atmosphere of an 80s movie it's the like atmos- it, this movie is dripping yes. with atmosphere. It is drenched in atmosphere, and that's one of my. <laughs> if you like tight sets, pros for it. This is like claustrophobic in a good way, as in like everything is tightly confined, pretty much the mm-hmm. entire movie. Um, and we'll, so we'll definitely get low into low budget, one room, all you of know, that. reservoir yes. dogs yeah. type of deal. Yeah, exactly. We got some tidbits on that. So yeah, that eighties vibe, that buddy movie, that apocalyptic, tight feeling movie for odd couple for sure. If you like the odd couple, you're gonna there love. You go. Perfect. I <laughs> think how how would you like to watch this alone together? Both. I think it could be viewed in both. either situation. Both. both yeah. You would. I've only beneficial. seen it alone, but yeah. I I think a group watch would be fun too mm-hmm. Hell yeah, when you could comment sure. to each other about what they're you know doing or saying or oh, whatnot yeah. correct and for beginners i mean i'd say 
I don't see a beginner having a trouble with it, but I just don't know if essentially. Yeah, for... I think you might stumble onto other things before Revealer, but Revealer would be a good one getting maybe like, that I think into if you're like, enjoying horror yeah. and, you're, and you're already on that journey a little bit more, uh, Mm-hmm. But still, not necessarily looking for like crazy weird deep dives. This would be a good one. Mm-hmm. You got this is when you're like looking to step out of mainstream. I would say, right? Um, you got to be ready for because if you're you know just used to I don't know scream in the ring, this would be a pretty uh, dramatic a shift. Different, a little bit of a departure <laughs> so, for yeah, sure. Totally yeah. Shit, yeah. Who is this horror not forer? Do you have any hard warnings? I mean, towards the end, we get a little bit of a stroby stuff going on. So maybe... Yeah, a... And at the beginning, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's definitely some definitely that. light sensitivity stuff throughout this mm-hmm. movie. Um, I guess if you don't like worms, like tentacle Yeah, there's some tentacle stuff, but like... Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. But nothing super crazy. Nothing more fucking like... on um, possession level, technically. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I wish yeah right uh yeah i mean besides that it's got some religious overtones but you tent, know tent freak tent freak tent, tent freak. <laughs> freak uh yeah, it's not for well i would maybe it's not for christians <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe maybe not depends on the christian i guess yeah totally exactly. but i get the yeah there's under overtones mm-hmm. over undertones the overs are under exactly okay so i think that's a pretty good place to move on to who picked it why in the history and this one is mine i picked it and i wrote it down mm-hmm. because revealer's dope basically yeah. i think sam and i were last year trying to you know wrap up with 2022 hitting some stuff off the list and we both ended up watching it either because sam started so i was like okay i'll watch it or vice versa type of thing and mm-hmm. we enjoyed it enough then that I, it's kind of stuck with me that i wanted to bring it back around to to actually talk about a full episode and actually talk this about was, it we didn't yeah really mention i'd never it i'd never seen this movie before mm-hmm. so this was my first time watching it and uh pleasantly surprised <laughs> yeah i uh so we we're watching it i was trying to watch all the paper street movies before we had mm. Aaron B. Coonson for the interview again. Check that out. And I think I told you like that I liked this one in in particular. Let's say, and yeah, uh, it, I have. There's a gunship song. Well, there's I think more Two. than one. Yeah, uh, but there's one in particular that turned me on to gunship. I've fucking yeah. li- listened to so much gunship now since I watched this movie yeah. to the point where now seeing it in the movie, I'm like, Oh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> like I know it so well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a different feel, but I mean, it, it's part of that, as we said, oozing, oozing, let's say oozing with vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gooing with vibe for sure. Absolutely. That vibe drips. That yes. vibe drips 100%. So that's where we will leave it now and jump into our spoiler territory. Spoiler zone. You know it, you love it. We're going to start talking all about it. Let me give you a brief synopsis real quick. Tensions rise when a stripper and religious protester are trapped together in a peep show booth and must come together to survive the apocalypse in 1980s Chicago. Oh, okay. That's, I don't know why Chicago is relevant. <laughs> oh, well, no, because of the prohibition. Because uh, of the tunnels. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's 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 bits to it. But yes, it's supposed all to right. take place all over that. I'll take that. 
<laughs> Some behind the scenes before we jump into the thick of it. Uh, Luke Boyce said one of the most difficult challenges they faced was finding merchandise to dress the adult bookstore with because this was filmed during almost the height of COVID, July mm. of 2020. This is oh, what Paper wow. Street mm-hmm. was figuring out. They were one of the big ones to do like movies during COVID and be COVID safe and like, but still like isolated crews, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Create your own bubble. So this is one of those movies that they made. So. Going in with that lens, now you can probably understand a lot more, you know, why it feels I so I kind of assumed that it was that. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those things where it was like, look for a co- script that would work for COVID. Here's here's one. Let's do it. So basically, so they were trying to do the adult bookstore thing. And since everything was like closed down, they couldn't really get much stuff. Apparently, they were supposed to like get some from like some guy, but they lost the, <laughs> the contact, just ghosted them like the day before. The shoot, did they so. drive around looking for cardboard boxes at the curb? Right. <laughs> or like, did they try walking through some woods? Right. They should have just went into the were. local woods and that would have mm. been the perfect place to do it. Yeah. Once, I guess that would have worked in 1987, but not today. Yeah. Sure. All the porns on, on <laughs> the, the internet, yeah. you see. So, yeah. I mean, this, is height of, this is height of pandemic porn. Everyone's home. So their porn's not getting thrown out at this point. Yeah, that's that is true. Everyone's hoarding their porn at this point. <laughs> Everyone's hoarding porn. <laughs> In the July forests have been combed. This may have been didn't like didn't one of the like big ones like you porn or or whatever those things like give away their membership or something during COVID. Yes, <laughs> that yeah, was that like a thing right. that yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This film was uh, shot in twelve days. Uh, our main actress Cato said when the casting director Sarah Casey texted asking if she would like to audition to be a stripper in the 80s who fights demons, uh, she replied yes, yes, a resounding yes, and she was a big huge fan of the show glow and imagined okay. herself oh, to be too. like one of the female wrestlers in it she's like fuck yeah i love it awesome. i'm all on board for awesome. it awesome great she's so fucking good yes both of them are phenomenal. Really yes <laughs> yes yes yeah. yes uh when asked what she thinks people should take away from the film uh kato said i would say for me what i hope people will walk away with is that sex work is work it is a job and it is something that should be supported and decriminalized and also that queer rights are human rights it's also so imperative that we take care of each other right now and obviously damn yeah (laughs) yeah which i'm not sure i walked away with that but i i I agree with all of it i mean i agree with all (laughs) of it and i can see that being portrayed in the movie and her i can see that, oh, yeah. that I mean, being a threat to, that, that, that's a big part of yeah. well that's people. the main point of contention with the characters is in like those are those are the main pinnacles that each one is judging the other on like one for right. doing sex work and the other you know it's just like yeah we'll yeah get, we'll uh, talk about it. ray he's seen reading a heavy metal magazine that trades under the tag the adult illustrated fantasy magazine yeah heavy metal where i'm sure you guys are right familiar. i saw yeah. that yeah i had noticed it the particular issue he reads had a first issue publication date of winter 1987 and cost three dollars and 95 cents with the cover art Damn. uh being uh eve in the garden of eden and her temptation by the snake and its cover story consists of exclusive cyberpunks reinvent science fiction so it's like wow very yeah i don't know all the nose yeah Uh, started shooting in 2020 during the pandemic uh, as we mentioned before and luke boy said the idea for this film about two people trapped together developed when he and writer tim seeley and uh michael mike tim seeley and michael big mikey (laughs) big mike we like to call him around here started Mm -hmm. discussing project ideas they could film during the quarantine so it's like they were getting together and be like what could we do in the scope of this thing here right Mm -hmm. kato said using snakes in the story was a vehement stabbing of the male gaze 
and writer director Luke Boyce's uh, feature debut. So this is his mm-hmm. awesome. Start. It's super cool to problem shoot such a huge problem and then come out with something as cool as like Revealer. You know what I mean? Where it's like mm-hmm. just having that huge obstacle and being able to work around that to create a cool movie. Yeah. For what? Yeah. For for in these times when we had these COVID movies of like how to make these kind of sets and stuff work, I think it when one of the big things, as we said, it, it's oozing with that vibe that works so well to tell this story. They did. They 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 made that vibe work for this tight mm-hmm. space they had to work with. So this is it. Let's get into fuck. I didn't change these. The first six, the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That don't need to be changed every time. Every time. Number six, the extra shift. Right. <laughs> I was thinking actually it'd be fun to come up with some drops for each one. And then if we have anything, we can say it afterwards. But. That's cute. Yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that sounded so weird. I do like the idea. First <laughs> six, the beginning. These first six questions are just for us to get into the movie and pretty much talk about what we liked. Now we're going to go through scenes, lines, interactions, characters, scares, kills, gore. And I included performances because i know we turned it what's that the other category like cinematography craftsmanship yeah. craftsmanship so it could be any of it it's right. cinematography sound design performance direction you know everything that went into that is the it. territory so we're combining our kills and gores together because those ones tend to be one and the same they bleed into each other, the other quite often so there you go for that and, and adding in this craftsmanship so we can really talk about other stuff that we liked with it so i mean to to kick it all off i think one of the biggest takeaways i just got to start with is our our first our dance scene where we get gunship playing mm-hmm. for the first time and and hearing this amazing song i don't know if you if if anyone out there has not heard it yet if you're in the discord we were blowing it up with that song when we first watched this when we first watched <laughs> it yeah and gunship videos and it shit. is powerful do you know who plays the sax on that ross no oh it is our lubed up oh boy shirtless saxophone maniac himself Tamika Pello. Really? Yeah, yeah. You should. Wow. The, the music video is great for it too. It's incredible. That's outstanding. Yeah. It's really, really good. So and featuring what? Indiana is that her name? Yeah, something. God, I I, sh- I should have pulled it up too. Yeah, there's there's a few features I'll on it. it. In, in gum ship. Yeah, that 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 scene is just you know to basically montage her working in the booth, but just to have that like I think Indiana. It 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 goes to the vibe again. It's this very throughout the whole film. There's very clear red and blue vibes. <laughs> yes. Oh, That's yeah. your whole lighting to it. And yeah, it yeah. just like fire it makes it feel time. like even though it's not, it feels very cyberpunky to me. Like it has oh, that yeah. like kind of cool synthy feel it's to it. Especially neon, the, the neon, yeah. the, the gunship music, yeah. all of that. This almost like it's definitely got that 80s synth 80s. wave kind of like tone lighting everything mm-hmm. to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so going to craftsmanship, that's where I'll, I'll say there's, there's some great craftsmanship. Honestly, I I mean, the, the, the chemistry between Angie and Sally in this movie is amazing. Like even from like their introductory scene outside of Revealer where like agreed that's yeah. oh so good i mean like just the dialogue is good the character like i don't know, I just it's, yeah they're mm. meeting she's on the phone then she comes out and i like uh trust me sals the stains coming out of my booth ain't mine right on your face yeah and they're so like believable yeah and they're so committed and it almost this movie feels like it could be a play probably because it could be really yeah uh because it's so small but I feel like 
that aspect of it probably helped the two of them come together. Because obviously, this is a very small movie. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. like, uh, I think it, uh, say 12 days? Angie's first movie, right? Or at least first leading role. Oh, yeah. A lot Kato. of, like, yes, yes. A lot of young yeah, acting. And she is so fucking good. Like, oh, yeah. So let, we can get I into hope that. she gets work from this. The craftsmanship, <laughs> whatever we want to category characters. I mean, they are both awesome in it. Like, oh, 100%. Yes. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, even, like, the smaller it. ones, like Wallace's character, the televangelist, who you kind of see in the beginning, is, mm-hmm. like, just the right amount of sleaze. And self-righteousness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, I like sure. the fact that he pops off the apocalypse by like just the – like I, I like mm-hmm. the fact that the dial a preacher is the mm-hmm. dude that finally pisses off the other side just well enough to be like, all right, fuck it. We're just going to we're just gonna do the rapture. This is fun. <laughs> I like the design of the worm snakes. I like the design of yes. Asmodas. Asmodas. Um, We've talked about the environment and the lighting a lot. Love that. I love the when um Sally beats Ray with the like tire iron or whatever she beats him with, and it's got the adult pleasures neon sign like flashing behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and you get the blood splatter, and it get uh, uh, just goes back to that heavy vibe that we've talked about that and aesthetic that I'm. Yeah, I'm a that's fan definitely of. something I have on my list as one of the kills slash gore or whatever which mm-hmm. okay i mean to pull it back ray ray is like the store owner guy the owner, owner. owner dude yeah, which i mean his revealers the, like yeah, i'd say everyone else's character is maybe he's a little bit extra a little cheesy but i like it i'm here yeah. for it mm-hmm. <laughs> totally and well that's what i was saying like even the overacting raptured or whatever or not yeah. raptured and like turned into something because what does he do does he bite his own tongue off he, just, he, he i think he removes well he removes sure he, he removes his own tongue and then he puts it into the peep show slot and yes. gives it to angie yes mm-hmm. real gross <laughs> real that's gross. that's some gooey gore right there for yeah. sure and i do like the ambiance and like the uh, that's extra <laughs> uh how cryptic what because you don't really see what is going on outside the only time that you actually see it is hints of like red lightning kind of coming from the sky the sky's turning Mm -hmm. black and red and then having a really awesome and i mean this in the most loving way creep show-esque deep red and blue lighting so like you have the hands hitting the window with all this weird ambiance red lighting and oh yeah the car yeah it's so fucking weird and awesome and it's like i don't know they, they pulled off um the feeling of all hell breaking loose without showing a single scene of an actual apocalyptic like city, you know what I mean? Throughout mm-hmm. most of the movie. Oh, for sure. And so, yeah, so that's one of the big things I love, like all that imagery that you're talking about, but uh, sorry, back to Ray. Oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know Sam mentioned that his, his death or whatever. So he comes back, back he's like possessed he's i don't know all yeah they said like their eyes look like snakes so i think he gets possessed by a demon which i think is like the worm tries to get in your mouth and then i Mm. think it kind of possesses and he had no tongue to keep it out so yeah that's true if his tongue was there he could just like tongue it out of him um yeah yeah just block (laughs) his throat with his tongue so yeah so then when sally has to take the fucking crowbar and just smash his head in which you don't see the smith head smashing you see the blood splattering Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then you do yes. get that quick scene of the pop, and like it just shows that mangled fucking head for like mm-hmm. 0.2 seconds. <laughs> so you get to see the carnage, you're like, oh, god damn it. 
Yeah, and she yeah she, she just goes full badass in that. So oh, to, but dude, that I whole get Sam's quick scene, little thing about that yeah. in a very long format. I love that part too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it just looks so cool. Yeah, I I, I especially love that she's smashing the exactly like in so yeah good. the imagery smashing dude, his brain the, with the adult pursuits behind it. And, uh, yeah, that scene leading up to it where Angie is like slowly trying to seduce him over and then just going like you can t- just hit him now just, just hit him just, hit, hit him, hit him. <laughs> hit him. No, okay come on over it's totally f- no please hit him now's the time to okay come on Ray. Come and then it. she like leaves hit the crowbar him. like in him or whatever you gotta you gotta get the cro- you gotta get the crowbar I, we, we, we need that crowbar it's like a band-aid yeah just I like a band-aid. i don't want to do that i don't want to do that <laughs> The dialogue is so yeah. funny, man. Like this odd couple of Angie and Sally, like the dialogue between them is fucking the writing on this is so good. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's fun and serious. And I feel again to the, the acting of our, our two main characters, like when I really feel Sally's struggle to project, you know, all this godly feelings to, you know, try to be like, I am righteous and I don't have these dirty feelings as yeah, oh, I feel alert. bad for her. I feel terrible yeah. for her, and and like you can, f- I I feel like she portrays like those bits of anger she has about that earlier in the film. Yeah, until you know our reveal of like she's it's... obviously frustrated and struggling with this. Yeah, this is the evangelist character who mm-hmm. it turns out she admits that she's gay mm-hmm. to uh, our stripper character, mm-hmm. and part of it is she has a crush on her. Yes, and it's re- really difficult for her. Yeah. Which I feel for, I, I feel like it's really like this movie and it works in this, but I do feel like that's a little done being like the super whatever. And it turns out secretly you. Sure. Something. I mean, I think it's on par for the eighties vibe. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's sure. where it kind of saves it for me, but it's, I mean, yeah, that's true. Cause there's so they do have some cheesy lines in this that if it weren't, in sort of the environment that it's mm-hmm. in, I, it might not work for me, but because it is, it works. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like I the agree. fact too is that like the the um, as modules um, will take them into this like judgment room parallel dimension where like they're hearing things and things that are judging them. But I do like the evolution of like being judged for certain things but then like angie's character is like yeah i do that but i like that's not like i don't know like i like the fact that like they stand up for themselves and for each other and i think that's kind of the point of this almost the Mm -hmm. point of the judgment you know what i mean where it's like well it's to admit what you're feeling and not judge other people because of those things yes to be yourself exactly so that's why i think ray gets possessed because he did I don't know. He, he was judgmental or does whatever, but he oh, he, could, he completely something. obliterated a, her uh, of Angie's looks and was like, "You should be doing this. You should smile. You should do that." You know what I mean? Like all that. Should weird, be playing some of that so booty shaking music. They some got booty shaking music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and then I'd like, yeah, yeah. Sally's in one of the booths at one point. She's like, "You, you want me to touch this stripper chair?" Like yes. yeah, again, it goes back to just like, all these little. What, who, what part, what, God knows what your body parts, parts of, of yours have touched this thing. Like, all, all of them, them. <laughs> all of them, every single one of them, all of them touched the chair. Love it. Yeah, and I mean, I think. Well, I think the reveal too with like Angie and talking about her man and stuff like that, where it's like you come to find out that David is 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 his ne- her nephew. Mm-hmm. Who she's taken care of because of all this horrible stuff. It does kind of it's like an eye opening scene for Sally's character to realize like. It's not like she's doing this, but for a per- like for a righteous per- and she, purpose. She yeah. can't even right. be the legal guardian of him because of, of what her she does. 
Right. And that shouldn't be a thing either because she's a legitimately like society's judgment of her based on her job, which is why we get the rapture anyways. And we get, uh, they work at revealer. They reveal things to each other. It's revelations. There's lots of revealing going on. Wait, was that just going to be called that? Was that (laughs) good? Sam, was that three R's you just said? R, R, R. Oh, and we get fire and ice. (laughs) I know. The red and the blue. We sure do. This is just a parallel to R, R, R. I do like um, what inspired it. once Asmodeus arrives as well. <laughs> I mean, and he's behind the glass and their response to that is to just close the curtains. <laughs> is, yes. Which is so fucking funny. He did. Yeah. Uh, Asmodeus. I man, there was, there was a little bit of his character that I felt was very, um, I don't know. Maybe it was the giant trench coat, like the giant coat, but it reminded me of like resident evil. Like, <laughs> like I was waiting for me to go like stars. I don't know. Resident evil, but and uh, I, the worms really grossed me out when we first see it, and it's wrapping around Sally, and then fucking jumps into oh, the, the, oh, yeah, the wall Angie's, Angie's mouth. Yes, it's a bit silly and gross at the same time. Like I'm, I'm sort of going like ew and giggling a little to myself. Yeah, <laughs> but sure. what a cool, what a cool depiction of what like of demons. You know what I mean? Because like. It's a fun one because you have like a Lord of Hell, which would you would kind of resembles what you would kind of depict what a, what a demon would look like. But then all these other demons are just these maggoty worms that are just trying to possess you. Is a super gross and awesome interpretation of what like it's almost similar to like a swarm than like sure. nefarious creatures. You know, it's gross little guys. I'm into it. Yeah, jumping in the mouth. Like so go go yeah. take control for me. Do it. You know he's the king of demons. I don't think we should piss him off. Yeah, That's... well, he's still an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, I, I love all the little one-liners in here. And this whole, okay, so once Asmodeus arrives, I love the whole where that leads to. And we go underground and we start, like, going through yes. the tunnels. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely more cat and mouse. And he's obviously just fucking with them and everything. I do have, so, if you remember, I forget what episode we talked about. So, I, I, initially, they're just in regular tunnels, right? But then he appears and puts their hands on their faces, and now he's brought them to his little puzzle world. Or It's almost like a pocket dimension, where like they get judged in that area, but then they snap out of it. I think the prison's in their heads, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because That looks, we see at the end? Well, the end... No, the end is just the Earth. At that yeah, the end is the earth, like is what it turned into, right. you know, cavernous demon, demons and caverns fill yeah. the earth or whatever. So it's like the prohibition tunnels in and of itself turn into this weird. But they, they, the they transfer somewhere because he appears and put his hands on their heads mm-hmm. and they kind of like roll their eyes and then it cuts to Angie in the red judgment room. And she's right. like, Oh, you like watching, don't you? Right. So I don't know if that's supposed is, to be like a pocket saying, dimension is that or if it's when in their they heads. change or is it when they climb in? Like when is it looks the, the same that, as I, I get what the, you're saying. Yeah. Oh. Um it I'm not sure exactly. I think it's I think it's it's got to be once they go actually underneath, I feel like cuz yeah. don't they find that map that is leading them to nowhere essentially? It's the and, original prohibition map, so. and that's I think supposed that's supposed to take them to the right place. Maybe I wait, think that's they all the, part of the, the the game that Asmodeus is playing with yeah. these ones in particular. I think, but you they know. hear the fourth horn while in the tunnels, though, right? When the sun and earth, or the sun and moon die, when they first get oh, in sure. the tunnel. I mean, I think yeah. you'd be hearing that horn anywhere. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that horn is blasting through heaven, hell, and earth. I believe so. It's. it's I do like the fact you know. when the credits roll, it does it does the fucking horn of woe. Yeah, we yep. 
<laughs> we get another horn so that's definitely fun too so in a past episode we talked about the the dictionary the infernal dictionary asmodeus yes. oh, is yeah. in here so i looked Don't. him up and found just a little Tell bit of a tidbit him. about asmodeus Name well that demon it's good to know that when you exercise him, you have to be firm on your feet and call him by name. There's okay. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of just like kind of random s- stuff in here. But one of the big takeaways is that, um, yes, he was like a king of hell. And then some shit happened or whatever. But his his big thing is also that he was like a demon or of lust. So oh, that's okay. like a whole big part of, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. Right. They she touches on that. She's like, he was a demon Jewish demon of lust, but you know, metalheads and D and D's have made him more of this like judgment guy. Yeah, so that comes back in a lot of these different things that I looked up on him as well. So I mean, which kinda leads me to the the comic delves into a little bit more. There was a one shot comic that I read here, here, you can look at it there. So it has four different stories in it and they're almost backstories to Asmodeus. Then it's what happens to Sally. Cause we never see what happens to Sally when she goes into the judgment room. We just okay. see what right. happens to Angie. So the yeah, comic has right. a, the, the version of what happens to Sally in there. And then it has a little bit of a backstory with David and then a backstory with Ray as well. So that's what it is. And they're like all short. The first one's written by like Tim Seeley. The second one about Sally in her judgment rooms written by Nick. And I believe I would assume his wife. They have the same last name. So partner. Gotcha. So yeah. So that, that, that delves into just those little backstories a little bit more, which was interesting to see Asmodeus was like a King and then got imprisoned and betrayed or something and was sent back up to earth to bring upon the apocalypse and then that's what we get and start seeing there and then oh god i wish i could remember it a little bit better well maybe we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more on something coming up soon but that that's a fun little back story if you ever want to get into i like that there's supplemental material for this movie outside of just the i like the fact there's you said there's two comic books or one comic book it's a one shot, so it's one comic, and I mean, within you it, there's four covers. stories. Oh, you got both covers. Okay. There's actually a third cover. So funny, I was uh. supposed to get a different cover, and they sent me one of the other variant covers. They're only mm. like four bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they're, sure, right? Yeah. Cover price. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was excited to get those things because I see if you can't tell, I'm a fan of this movie so far, and you know, mm-hmm. fuck you, ass mode ass. I mean, we're not even talking ass about like one of my favorite favorite kills images yes i was just sally coming up with the fucking fire axe spinning in the air and chopping off asmodeus's head was fantastic Mm -hmm. it was awesome (laughs) yeah i thought thought i was just thinking when you explained the comic that she must have somehow left her judgment room to pop around the corner to do that yeah exactly because that's the next time we see her yeah it is her realizing that you know by angie caring for her 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 man david mm-hmm. that she is righteous yes. she's one of the most righteous persons she's ever met and you know can't pass judgment on that type of thing so mm. comes out of it runs up fucking head slice and then Shit. as gets gets his head bashed it gets his decapitated head bashed in yeah <laughs> i would i wish we saw more of that because that i don't know how hard that would be to do prosthetics i don't know these things but at this point it's not even like a human head it's just getting bashed to pieces right it looked like it was one giant like silicone slip-on piece you know what i mean like i wonder yeah 
I would have loved to you see a, a few of those, huh? Open that <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm not sure on it. I mean, I know, Ross, you mentioned to me that you thought as many as or you just kind of mentioned his his leather gear or whatever. But it, how did you feel about his face? I'm OK with it. I feel like it, was, it is kind of. Yeah, it was like very like put over mask. Yeah, it, it, it kind of does give the vibe of like a like one of those high end for sure, but still like one of those <laughs> silicone masks. You know what I mean? That you sure. would get for like eight nine hundred bucks you know what i mean i like, think i would have liked it maybe maybe if he, he was a little bit gooier or something had a little bit yes. more gooey sheen the, you know, or something really, it seems that's a really dry. good point. yeah no yeah. that is a really good that's point because yeah. everything else is bloody and gooey and slimy so i would expect for him to be like a little bit of like a like a uh, um like a little little makeup kiss. You know, a little kiss Let's a little kiss, kiss, of a goo. kiss of some goo some sweat some grime some you know blood honestly would have been viscera. awesome yeah, viscera would be good. Viscera, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't pull me directly out of the movie, but it sure. was something that I was like, "Oh man, okay, well, all right, mm-hmm. cool." Yeah, I mean, and then talking to that leads us to our final credits, which I mean is one of the best. I love the fucking final credit scene. It's just yeah, expanding upon what's happening or whatever. But it it ends with Sally and Angie opening the door to the church, which one of the coolest doorknobs I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they defeat they defeat the villain at least for now. Yes. And now they're walking through these doors. Yeah, open up, walk and through, and then we get this this pullout of like this oh giant pullout. Fucking wall, wall like, some gun, gunships playing. Yeah. So, yep. And then and we it's get, just this maze and you see like all these like other labyrinth. people the labyrinth in this giant in their own judgment rooms. Yeah, dude, and it then pulls up. and then we see some like fiery spaces and then there's this giant like burning fire circle. it's Soundgarden's black hole sun like it's like it just it's just negative engulfing mm-hmm. everything yeah you know it's like, I mean? like black hole fucking yeah, it's like yeah, the it, anti-sun it's sun. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> that whole pan out scene is so good because it's also cool when you're when they're doing the zoom out is that there's other people in mm-hmm. these categories. Yes. Yeah. And like you have people mm-hmm. like that are fighting each other. You see people that are like yes. trying to break things apart. They're getting yes. chased by things. There's humanoid creatures that are running through. So it's like, oh yeah. It gave me like um uh uh like the Minotaur kind of vibes where I'm like, this could be an entire it was extent, weird. You know? It gave it it's like again dripping with that vibe, but it's like this almost uh doable apocalypse like you can yes. kind of fight your way through this labyrinth to something for some reason i don't know i didn't feel like a certain sense of like ending this movie of just having this existential dread or anything of oh my god everything's dead and doomed and we're all screwed <laughs> but i yeah. was like all right our They're heroes be- are going to keep fighting through and you know i think maybe they can get hope. their way to some sort of i don't know yeah re- i think revelation. sally's realization <laughs> at the end of the movie where she realizes that like they're already on hell on earth mm-hmm. because like, and then she's like, no, no, you're right. David yeah. is on the other side. He's waiting. Let's go. We did make it where she clearly knows at a certain point. She's like, Oh, we're in hell. And this is just going to go on forever until we either we die or get possessed. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It was, Brutal. it was a fun ending for sure. I don't think there was any big scares. I think when Asmodeus first appears, it was kind of spooky. And I think when uh, Ray, like just like quick up. little jump scares yeah. or whatever, yeah. but realistically, Ray I had, like there's has much. the most tense moments. Mm-hmm. It's a horror movie, but you know, it's really about so much more. 
Yeah, man. Dripping. It's not really about the scares. <laughs> and the craftsmanship. I mean, I'm going to say the playing to the small space that they had to work with, creating the feeling with all of that, I feel was played really well. There's a lot of times when you can try to create a very, I'd say, low budget, minimal actor movie and can in limited space. It does not work mm-hmm. well. No. This, <laughs> right. this felt claustrophobic, but in the best way possible. Like this so made sense and they had a good time of the room, like of the space, you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Where it's like just having them in the peep show booths is just such a cool first half of the movie. Then, you know, and then mm-hmm. having the tunnels as well, everything's so tight, but it didn't, it made sense. Like it clicked. Like you know, I wasn't feeling like, like those situations were over overtly forced on me. Sure. I agree. And then, yeah, I mean, I think the cinematography, the tone, the feel, the vibe to it all plays really, really well. So I think there's a lot of good stuff in there with that. And then I don't think there's much else that I have to say. Gentlemen, anything finishing up your list? No. I mean, beautifully shot. Just, I don't know. Dope. 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 Uh, Both the characters are great. And it's full with good lines and and interactions. (laughs) Love it. That is a great place for us to head over to a quick little break. And we're back. Thanks so much for hanging through that with us. All right, here we come again to six again, part two, the second coming. Would we survive? I'm going to say no. Nah. Yeah, no. Because it's, it's the apocalypse. apocalypse. No, it's one of those nobody <laughs> yeah. survives deals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, would, is... okay. Would we make it to the maze? Do we make it to? I'm assuming everybody gets pulled into the maze, right? Well, I guess some people die first. I think yeah, that, that that's uh, like yeah. Asmodeus then... pulls people in. Right. Yeah. I think no, no, no. I honestly, if we were all together, probably we'd not. make it to the maze. I think we would at least make it to the maze. I don't know if we get through the maze, but I think we would make it through at least to the maze. We get through it's level. Depend on where one, I am. Get to level two. Like oh. in your headspace, you mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how, how am I feeling on that particular day? No, like, am I at a concert full of people or am I no, you're sure. a peep, in no, you're in a, my you're house? You're in a peep show dancing. And oh, so I'm, I'm there okay. watching. Yeah. And Ross yeah. is there think, selling I'm, the tickets. I'm selling the tickets. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. Then, yes, I think we could make it to the tunnels. Yeah. Perfect. Because I think we're, we wouldn't be judging each other. So that you know, I like this. I totally accepting. wanted to be- And can you imagine what we might reveal to each other? I have. Um, I mean, you got to at revealers. Yeah, you we do. Reveal at more revealers. than just in. <laughs> right. Revelations. Did anything pull you out of the movie? Not really. I mean, in, no. Uh, no. in terms of anything that was jarring or... No. no. Really, honestly, nothing. I mean, I think to no, the benefit of in. the score and how it's shot and like having that 80s, just like anything that I feel like in a contemporary movie may have like pulled me out a little bit. I was for it just because of just the gooeyness right. of the nostalgia of it. it. It gives you like puts you in a more forgiving mood, I guess. Yeah. Or I don't know. It's like it uh, quickly sets like it's allowed to do things you wouldn't let other movies do yeah which leads great to what can the the toner vibe of the movie and that toner vibe i think lends very well to allowing that forgiveness of pulling anything mm-hmm. out type oh, of thing totally cool retro feels- synth apocalypse 80s vibe is what i basically yeah. said yeah 100 i mean it's got such an 80s it because it, it it borrows so smart from other films without ripping it off as in like having like the blip scenes and like 80s movies would have lots of just like 
you know, almost Hitchcockian kind of like blood splurts. And then you get like a teaser of what it would be instead mm-hmm. of just full gore mm-hmm. scenes. And it plays that really, really well. You know what I mean? Like it just, I don't know, everything, everything about it, it screams 80s. It does a good, so obviously I wasn't familiar with gunship beforehand. So maybe if you Same. were and you heard that in here, you'd be like, oh, gunship. But I felt like, and maybe whatever that rock and roll generic song was in the beginning that Mm -hmm. felt like very 80s rock and roll i felt that played well not knowing these songs as opposed to like if i heard like cherry pie playing or something right that's why it was different watching it the second time knowing the song so well because the first time i'm like what is this and the second time i'm like oh yeah here it is yeah i'm singing along and whatnot right well i was excited for it yeah exactly the the next few times i was like all right here we go get that gunship now but yeah that first time i felt like it added to this like changing this retroactive version of an apocalypse in the 80s where it's like music that's mm-hmm. almost kind of like what it would have been in the 80s but isn't obviously from the 80s it's this other timeline right yeah no, so i felt that, oh, that that's a different sweet. timeline well i mean yeah it's the the paper street timeline <laughs> yes <laughs> everything right, happens course. before 87 anything about the movie that's unusual for the genre i mean not particularly hard to say yeah it's kind of like it's all it's not it it's doesn't not play hitting, on typical yeah. right. genre. I guess it's not honestly, hitting least, one genre too hard that it's like weird for it to do a thing. It's not a rec three situation. Yeah. Right. I, I think the only thing that for me makes it different than some other apocalypse movies is that this one kind of just shows like the earth completely consumed. Like there's no takey backsies in a lot of like apocalypse movies, like fighting to either stop it or fighting to, um, you know ascend to, to heaven or mm-hmm. something like something. it is yeah and this one is kind of like nope it's nope sorry the whole world is a fucking cavernous deathscape yeah with fucking volcano fountains and black hole suns all day yeah yes <laughs> and it's it, you didn't hear that part they were playing gunship gunship was non-diegetic that's what we were hearing but in the world they were just hearing black hole sun black hole sun on repeat and it's just mm-hmm. on repeat right. over and over again yeah so <laughs> what's the message of the movie uh don't judge people don't be a fucking judgy asshole let people do their own thing and and you know don't be yourself be yourself yeah and it's it's fine fucking chill out <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot of different things in there you could different threads to pick up on pull your own meeting yeah. but ultimately From- the, the biggest yeah i feel it's just whatever for me the big one is be yourself oh what's the big one for you guys i say don't judge others yeah let them be themselves so Mm -hmm. it's kind of similar i'm just being selfless yeah (laughs) right yeah i think i mean i mean that is a really big kind of overall arching is that i think it's the idea of um uh having prejudices against others as reflections of insecurities about oneself you know what i mean i think like that's a you know having sally's character is just (laughs) so it's like yeah that's there (laughs) (laughs) well that's like my least favorite thing about it is all because i feel like that's sure right sure sure sure. makes sense (laughs) um so was it a setting you were familiar with i haven't been in the apocalypse I was going to say, oh, or it's, how many peep shows have we been to? That's a different story, but not during an apocalypse. <laughs> worked in or been no, to? Not during. Oh, worked at? How many of these have we worked at? Yeah, no. I, again, the apocalypse, the rapture, I think, uh, no, I've never experienced that. This is have a really cool interpretation. I've been, I've been, to, I've been to Chicago. I haven't been in underground Chicago. I've never been to a peep show. I've been to a porn shop. 
Um, I haven't experienced the apocalypse. I've listened to Gunship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so you're go. kind of like a little familiar. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. So then we got six more for us to wrap us up with six returns. The final chapter. Villain level. One to ten. I guess as Modius is our villain, how do you rate mm-hmm. him? Ah, man. Um, I like him, but I want him to be stronger than he is. On, but I feel if that makes see, sense. on paper, his resume is a ten. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, when you meet him, he's like a six and a half. Like, right. I want to give him an eight, but I feel like it's probably a six. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say around a seven is what I'm thinking. Because yeah. ultimately, mm-hmm. I mean, we do hear him, you know, laugh at the end and he's not ultimately dead or anything, but we don't get think, much. Yeah. You get like, you get streaks of 10 vibes because he's basically immortal because you're on hell on earth at this point. You know what I right. mean? So it's like, you can't really yeah. get away from him, but we have someone who's never I mean, I guess Ray, she murdered Ray. I was going to say, she only has one murder under her belt and could cleave the head off of one of the Lords of Hell, I think is uh, kind of showing <laughs> his badassness. Right. And then his head gets beat for a while. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're like, this will only buy us time. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's good. Uh, I mean, minus points for not being gooier. I would have liked a little more goo on him. A little more goo on my right six. Right. Six yeah. is what we're putting it out. That sounds yeah. good for as, yeah. six works. Ass mode ass. Does this deserve a sequel? Should there be a sequel? Now this is all right. So I was yeah. Yes. Go on, please. Okay. I was waiting for my. I I wasn't saying much when we were talking about the end because I want there to be a sequel, but I don't want it to be a movie. I want it to be a video game where they step through those doors huh. and now you are those characters Whoa. and you got to work your way through up the till, maze. you know, defeating whatever's ma- Yeah. Oh, that'd be dope. So this is like, you know, the, uh, the pre game. I don't know what to call it. You know, the little, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the cutscene. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Th- this whole thing is the cutscene before the video game starts where now you and I can play together as, oh, yes, yeah each character that's dope and they each have their own traits and whatnot fire and ice and then ross can play as asmodeus and he tries to hunt us down Ooh, yeah cool (laughs) i like how this whole multimedia world of revealer you got the the backstory through a comic book then you have the movie to set up the video game that's perfect Mm -hmm. and then you got the fucking album playing which is just gunship just right (laughs) so i i think i think yes it does it deserves a sequel i think it is deserving of that should 100%. there be one that's that's iffy well if there was what would i was i thinking it continues our story with our two main characters meeting up with other people that they find wandering through and then they're just working their way through figuring out shit people mm-hmm. die off obviously and them mm-hmm. fighting to some next level i would love to try to fight like the hunt for david like the, the, the hunt for david the hunt for david you know what I mean? Like kind of just going through this insane weird hellscape to try to find him and mm-hmm. have some weird twist. Well, that'd be good. I, I, then, yeah, let's combine ours. Cause yeah, I think that's taking uh, the idea I had and they didn't have any 
And then it was like, what are they going to be doing? Just walking around? Yeah, take that. Searching for <laughs> going <laughs> through this hellscape. All of that. But I want to see him meet other literature. people because I want to see those other people. I want to see more right. deaths of other. Take rhinos. that story right. and make it a make that story the video game. Totally. And Boom. realistically, like we kind of got entry level demons because from the pan out, there seems to be other weird humanoid esque creatures oh, yeah. walking around. We so can like, get all sorts of demons. entry level yeah. demons. I mean, they'll take anybody. At this point, yeah, yeah, hell's really, I mean, everywhere is looking for help at this point. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> help, I don't know. Help on you. They're not paying that well, so I'm no. saying That's no. why they got a bunch of worms. <laughs> hey, Brian, do you want to try one of them? Oh, I would love, oh, god damn it. You know, I should have, where is it? You want to try one of my worms? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there you go, perfect. Awesome, awesome. Oh, yuck. <laughs> hey, Sam. Would you buy this soundtrack Yo. or score on vinyl? Fuck yeah, I would. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Dark all day. Dark all day. For sure. all this day. has some great synth vibes. This is some real Yeah. Top I notch. would 100%. I, anything that's got going to it, I would. The gunship, the score, because mm-hmm. even that just sounds like just 80 synth gunship wave. or yeah. vaporwave, you know, whatever that's, whatever the kids are calling it. Yeah. Sure. It's great, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah, we're all getting that on it. Is anything action figure worthy? I mean, I, I say yes because I just like the characters and I would not mind having our two main characters as like cool totally action figures, even as like, you know, non-posable statues or something. Like totally. I just want I want Sally holding the oh, fucking axe or dude, like in a like a mid-air two, pose. Like, two statues in it. that can combine together. So it's got Sally with all of the worms with uh as Mazda's ass head on one side and then the decapitated body on the other side with fucking angie and you can connect the two be fantastic they're uh, sideshow uh, style bookends yeah <laughs> i was like oh, <laughs> oh yes dude bookends would be great hell yeah so would there be a merch or prop that you would want from the film Ooh. the crowbar just have the neck. crowbar would be a really good one <laughs> bloody crowbar the heavy, the heavy metal magazine covered in blood there you go that's a good one yeah. The, um, Red tongue, a worm. The wall with the giant butt with the neon. The neon string. butt is amazing. <laughs> I want the, the adult side, pursuit you know? sign. There you go. That's perfect. Um, yeah, I mean the the dingy peep show booth. You just want that. I just want <laughs> that in my basement. In my basement. <laughs> perfect. It would fit oh, really well. Is that your? Is, did you just get this peep show installed? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's a replica from the movie Revealer. Have you seen it? <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> That'd be. Perfect. I go in there and pretend it's the end of the world. Here, watch yeah. me. Watch. Watch me put on some gunship. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine I have like other really cool shit too. And it's like, okay, we can go over to Brian's. He's got a lot of really cool shit, but he makes us He's gonna make watch us watch him dance this reveal peep show every time. <laughs> We're gonna have to watch him dance in a G string first. It's, it's, but it's worth it. But it's so, worth it. But he's got like every system, so we can play video games all the <laughs> time. His mom buys him all the Mountain Dew. Like, it's yeah, copious amounts. He's stocked on Mountain Dew. He's got VR. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. But you gotta sit. Just yeah, I've done it like a bunch now. So it's fine. You you you, you get into it. You eventually you don't you get have into to it. touch him. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I prefer not to. It's you can't. There's mm-hmm. glass. There's plexiglass. He does like it when you have some sort of like goo or viscera on you. It though. is true. Yes. <laughs> Extra viscera, please. The viscera is not included. So if you want unlimited Mountain Dew. <laughs> The action figure viscera not included you must provide your own viscera what would you throw at the midnight show viscera <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i'd throw money during the striptease 
Oh, that's good. Real money, huh? Dancing. Monopoly money. Or like Monopoly money. Monopoly, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm saying uh, fake tongues of some sort. <laughs> I was going to say... Cow dude, tongues. No, I was going to say... Real, uh, tongues. real tongues. Kleenex, which he says, not my liquids, at the, at the beginning of the movie. Ah, oh, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. I like that. Do some sort of cat call thing during the striptease as well. Uh, let's see here. Probably... They, they have a couple good lines... Uh, maybe throw a G-string when she says "Night and Shining G-string." There we go. Some of those cheesy '80s lines, I would either like yeah. yell out with them or have some sort of call and response for them. Hell yeah, I feel good. I guess about we just that. gotta watch it a thousand times and write it all down. We'll figure it out and get back to you. Ratings. Now it's time to pull out our weird demon snakes and rate this film because they're going to bite our fingers off. On this show, we like uh. to use a rating scale of zero to five fingers. Each finger adds to the score with more fingers equaling a higher score. And don't forget, you can chop off or get bitten off half a finger and as well as no fingers. We have our scale that we like to call the Chuttle scale. And we're going to follow that, which has the five fingers of things. On it. <laughs> on it. Hey Sam, yo, how you so, feeling? Let's go through this. Let's do it. So first finger engaging, yeah, for sure engaging. You know, I'm into it <laughs> for being a small movie uh, with just two actors. It holds my attention the whole time. Mm-hmm. Sticky. I am going to give it a point five for sticky. Sure, because it's it certainly got some stick in there. Um, there's stuff that i haven't forgot the it introduced me to gunship all that love it t-shirtable i'm gonna give it a full finger for a t-shirtable because i like it a lot and i think there's real cool design the poster alone um i would wear on a shirt mm. especially if it was some sort of cool purpley tie-dye like thing yeah yeah cockles uh full cockles I, we've talked about the environment i just love it it just that vibe is uh really does it for me if you know what I mean. <laughs> and uh, um, rewatchable is actually only going to be a point five because it's not an anytime movie; it's a sometime movie. If that yeah, that makes, makes sense. sense. No so definitely will be rewatching it again, but it's I don't think I'll be putting it on for background. Sure. So. No problem. That gives it a four out of five total. That sounds pretty dope to Which me. Which is a good score. Not too shabby. I'll go next. Uh, engaging. Yes, it gets a one. Definitely engaged during this movie for sure. Sticky. I will. I'm going to give it a one as well. It has stuck with me. I have watched it a few times. I mean, that'll go into rewatchable as well. But it, it, it's 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 stuck around, especially the the vibe of the movie i feel has really yeah, stuck t- with me hit on that a lot but totally it's I get like it. the, it's, it's very atmospheric and then t-shirtable 100 percent, and that gets a full one from me i mean sam mentioned how many different images i want all of those i and then some i think there's a lot of cool shit that could be done with it cockles gives me a one as well this is the vibe and the feel really hits hard with all the things i like and rewatchable gets a one. I really was not expecting to give this a full five, but this does get a full five for me. So nice. I will, I would hey. throw this on in the background, and I have mm-hmm. just uh, to have on. And I, because I, I, I just like it. I just, I just, <laughs> hey, it's it. all good, baby. I like it too. It's all sauce, Frost. Um, all right. <laughs> hey, Ross. Like it's your turn. Hey, Ross. Ross it's all sauce, Ross. I could have said that. Why the hell did I say Frost? Weird. I thought you said sauce. Uh, yeah, I thought you said sauce. <laughs> I said too. it's all sauce frost. 
Sauce Frost. Oh. oh. It's all Sauce Ross. There we go. Um, there I'm going to give... There it is. There it is. All right, so Engaging. I'll give it a full full one for Engaging. This movie it was got me from start to finish. Sticky? Yeah, this is going to get a full one for Sticky. It is mm. a... Um, it is. It's just the vibe, man. You get drenched in 80s, and it's just such a... Mm-hmm. It's just bathed in neon glory. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to. That's a good poll quote. That'd be on the DVD cover. Bathed in neon glory. Damn, Ross. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is just like God. So it is so fun just to watch. Mm -hmm. T-shirtable. T-shirtable is going to get a point five for me. Um, It is good. There's but certain stuff. Sorry, I've I've been criticized so often for my me saying T-shirtable. 0.5 0.5 whatever no yeah it's a reverse it's funny how right much now. we disagree on those yeah 100 <laughs> it's so good given there is some really interesting stuff that i would love to see on a t-shirt it's just i don't know i'm like 50 50 on it it have to be like the a good shirt for me to to snag it's not just any sure um reviver one uh cockles cockles is going to be reviver reviver revealer revealer reviver 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 for a fiver, um, reviver cockles. for a fiver. Sorry, reviver for a fiver. <laughs> Revealer as a healer. Ah. Cockles, uh, full cockles. This movie cockle. is just oh man, this is just it's loud and just amazing. Loud, loud eighties proud. Mm-hmm. It warmed your cockles. And it really did. It, it like dripped your cockles and it bathed your cockles in neon. It glorious light. what (laughs) what uh yes actually no totally did no the cockles on this is just it's such a man they nailed the vibe of this movie Mm -hmm. it just works so fucking well um rewatchable i'm gonna give rewatchable a 0.5 this is gonna be a this is a good movie but i feel like i would burn myself out on this movie if i watched it too much so this needs a nice like little reset and then kind of revisiting it to get the full just neon glory that is this movie. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. So that brings us to our final two for the night. As we finish up the episode, we're going to close out with our final two questions. Does Revealer belong in the Chuddle Club crypt? As you know, it needs four fingers on an average to qualify. So Sam, does it make it in? Yes, it does. Sure does. We are in the Chuddle Club crypt. At 4.3. Beautiful. So it's going to get that stamp of approval. That's exciting. And I'm happy to share that with you all. And to finish us off, I'd like to ask you all a would you rather type question. Would you rather have died in the initial goings-ons of the apocalypse or try your luck in the maze? So would you- I want to try my luck in the maze for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'd, I'd maze it up. I don't know. I was kind of almost half expecting Sam to be like, I just wanted to die and not have to worry about that maze shit and just be dead. <laughs> well, I'm not like necessarily down to clown. I like, I'm not a little puzzle freak or nothing. If that's what you're saying, puzzle but I, uh, the danger element is. is oh, you're attracted to me. the danger. That's fun. And then I'll be attracted to the puzzles. What are you attracted to Ross? The walls poop. Honestly, the lighting. The lighting. I'm in it for Ross the is in it for the lighting. He's like, I want to see where this lighting goes. Well, it yeah. gets pretty orange <laughs> at the end. Because if you notice, it yeah. Really our, does. Our end revealer credit is the black hole sun. Yeah, it's the goes black hole sun. Yeah, that's I'm really interested in seeing a black hole sun. It's yeah. 
Like right. that that'd be cool to see. Like can, can worth it. Could we like pop <laughs> each other on our each other's shoulders so we can get like a cool view? I just want to see all that and then Yeah. I don't know. And then can we walk uh, on top it, of the walls? How high are those walls? Because it clearly looked like or is there a top to Is it? that just for right, for is us that just for yeah, yeah mm-hmm. revealing sake? I think at what point would you start digging up? You know what I mean? Like if we're in these tunnels and we're fighting our ways through these tunnels, I think at a certain point we would just stare, look upwards and go, okay, let's just start burrowing up. <laughs> well, I would assume, See, that's well, why that's I would the- bring you because I wouldn't think of that. I'd be like, let's just keep on fighting, boys. And these are all great questions. And there's one awesome way that I think we might be able to get answers to this. So time for that special announcement on our very next boiled down that comes out right after this episode drops. We are going to have director of this movie slash writer mm-hmm. uh, i'm so Luke excited luke boyce is coming on mm-hmm. um he has agreed to be on our little show here to talk about this movie so we uh, will get all these questions gathered up put together i have, I have so many hell shit. questions yes <laughs> all our questions are going to be about the fucking last 30 seconds i'm gonna pitch the video seconds. game you're gonna get the video game pitched we're gonna get i mean we're, we're gonna get a lot of good stuff here and we're we're so excited so so look out for that is gonna be coming out as our next boiled down and that does it for the Chuddle movie club meeting for tonight don't forget to follow ross purvis at Ooh. on instagram oh. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> a uh Chuddle the sam at on letterboxd all of us at channel the pod uh all of these links always down in the show notes below and don't forget (laughs) 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 and until next time trust me cells stains coming out of my booth ain't from me (laughs) 